Sup, 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 sup. What's up, everybody? Um, so I'm gonna do something a little different here instead of uh, you know, me coming down in a second. Instead of me, instead of me coming down, laying the smack down on black society every night. <laughs> I know some of y'all be, I know some of y'all be like, man, I can't stand this high yellow, this high yellow mutt. <laughs> Always coming around here thinking he better than everybody. I don't think I'm better than everybody. I just think I've made better decisions than most people. That That's it. You have the skill set and well, not the skill set, but you have the ability to make different decisions in your life. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, a lot of y'all don't. And then a lot of y'all try to clean your act up after you've made a lifetime of horrible decisions. You know, once you start getting older and you can't rip and run the streets and you actually realize that one day you're going to be up out of here. Because, you know, when, when we're young, we think we can just do whatever we want, live however we want, and, you know, we're, we're Superman. Nothing can kill us. And, look, I was like that once upon a time, too. But, uh, you know, I'm older now. I'm a father. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I came across this website. Let me share my screen. This website called... Um, called Monitor Global Intelligence on Racism. All right? And they got this little white privilege test out there. And I was looking at it. I was like, man, you know, since I'm half white, I wonder how much half white privilege I got. But then I was reading some of the questions. I was like, man, there might be a lot of black folks out there with some white privilege too, based off of these questions. So we're going to go through these questions together. But, uh, this website, here's their mission statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says the, the denial that racism lives in the mainstream of society or, or that it even exists as a serious problem is perhaps the biggest obstacle that its opponents face. Too often racism is dismissed or overlooked. It is marginalized even when the world is bursting at the seams with racism crisis. The ethnic cleansing of, I don't even know what that says and I don't even know. The rise of the far right in the European Union, Brexit, Donald Trump, to name a few. So Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump is responsible for the rise of racism in America, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Donald Trump. It's all Trump's fault, right? Anyways, um, so I don't know who these people are. But they put together this white privilege test. It says, check your white privilege. Please uh, answer yes or no to the following questions. So we got 26 questions here we're going to go through. Let's see how much white privilege I have and how much white privilege you may have. You never know, man. We might all be some undercover white supremacists with white privilege out here. Who knows? First question is, if I wish to, I can arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. So that's the first question. If I wish to, I can arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. So that's either a yes or no. 
if you check yes, you're on the verge of having white supreme, uh, white privilege. <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I think I can arrange to be in the presence of most of the people of my race most of the time. I don't really, uh, who can't be in the, the presence of most people of their race most of the time? Like, how is that? Is that even a thing for people? Like, you go to some cities, you got little China, little Cuba, little Haiti, little this, little that. I mean, I think it's quite possible for anybody to be in the presence of most of the people of their race most of the time. So, I don't know. Question two. I can be sure that no matter where I move to, my neighbors in that location will be pleasant or neutral to me. So I can be sure that no matter where I move to, my neighbors in that location will be pleasant or neutral to me. Now, this is a tr now this is a tricky question. Cuz <laughs> cuz you know, when we're talking about Blackistan here, this could be a little tricky right here. So you move you move in and around Blackistan. I don't know. It, it, it depends. If we go based off of what we hear on YouTube about Blackistan, then no place is safe in Blackistan. Nobody's going to be pleasant and nobody's going to be neutral. But there are places, contrary to popular belief, that you can move to where your neighbors are going to be, uh, you know, especially if they're mostly black or whatever, that they're going to be uh, pleasant and neutral to you. And I don't even know if this question is really about whether or not you move around just your race of people. It just really says, I can be sure that no matter where I move to, my neighbors in that location will be pleasant or neutral to me. So currently where I live at, I live in a fairly mixed area for the most part. Um, now, in my particular neighborhood, it's obviously more whites, but, you know, there's still a significant number of blacks and Hispanics out here. And everybody's chilling. As a matter of fact, the biggest issue I have in my neighborhood is dealing with these HOA Nazis in my neighborhood. Like they dropped off this dog on this dog on letter talking about I got weeds growing in my um the pavers out in my driveway, and they're getting fed up with it. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's fairly safe to say that wherever most people move to, I think that you know for the most part, their neighbors will be pleasant and neutral. Like, I'm starting to wonder, was this thing written in the 50s or something? Number three, I can go shopping alone and be sure that I won't be followed or harassed. Well, I've never been followed and harassed in my life when I've been shopping. So I don't know about the rest of you all out there, but that is something that has never happened to me like literally never happened to me and I'm willing to bet it's like that for most people. So I don't know. I, it's starting to seem like we all have some white privilege. It says number four, I can turn on the television, open a newspaper and see people of my race widely represented. I will go ahead and say that's true as well. You can just turn on TV, Don Lemon, Joy Reid, a couple other Negro delegation members represented here and there. And then it's constant news stories. It's something about black folks out there. So look like I'm look like I got some more white privilege. It says I can go to a museum 
our art gallery and we'll see people of my race widely represented in the objects and artworks. Uh, the last museum I went to was the African American History Museum out in Washington, D.C. And it was all bliggity black black out there. So, and then the museum I went to before that, I want to say it was the Air and Space Museum up in Washington, D.C. It was nothing but old airplanes and spaceships all over the place. So, I guess. Number six, I can be sure that when told about our national heritage or about civilization, I'm shown that people of my color made it what it is. So once again, you turn on social media or even the news these days, you have people always talking about how black people built the country, slaves built the country. So I'm pretty sure that black folks is getting uh, their fair share, if not more than their fair share of representation about national heritage, especially these days. But then again, we got Black History Month. That's been around for, for a long time, too. It says, uh, number seven, I can be sure that my children will be taught a curriculum which testifies to the existence of their race. So I can be sure that my children will be taught a curriculum which testifies to the existence of their race. I'm not sure what the heck that actually means, to be honest with you, but um, I'm not sure what they're trying to say. <laughs> I'm not sure what this actually means, but I will say that, you know, as, as far as I know, going all the way back to my elementary and middle school days, we've always been taught about black folks in some capacity, whether, you know, obviously the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's, but I don't know what the heck this is actually talking about here. This might be applicable to another race of people, but I don't know. It says, uh, I can go into a shop and easily find food, music, or clothes which represent my race or fit with my cultural traditions. Uh, that's a no-brainer. All you got to do is just turn on the TV or go into any store in the mall. It's all hip-hop-centric style of clothing or skinny jeans galore, which was obviously popularized by black folks. So. I don't know what the heck this is talking about. What's up, to, uh, multiracial Josh? Says, uh, I can go to a hairdresser and be sure that they can cut my hair. Well, that's a no-brainer. Um, are there not any black beauty salons and barbershops? Like what, like, what are these people talking about? It says, I can count on my skin color not to work against the appearance of my financial reliability. So I can count on my skin color to not work against the appearance of my financial reliability. The heck does that mean? What does that mean that if people see you, they're going to judge you to, uh, you know, they're, they're just going to judge you based off of your skin colors to whether or not you have money or not. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's really like, a black thing or a white thing. I know that people will judge you based off of how you're dressed. Cause I remember one time I went to this car dealership. I went in there looking bummy as hell. And you know, they were just in there kind of like half ignoring me or whatever the case may be. 
until I started inquiring about a car. And then they wanted to run my credit and my credit came back over 800. And all of a sudden they started calling me Mr. And sir. And they took me to the, uh, to the special part of the dealership with the good snacks in there. So I don't know if that was an attribute of my skin color or just cause I was in there looking like a bum that day. And I just literally looked like I rolled out of bed and went and decided to go down there and buy a car. But I don't know. It says, uh, I can swear dress scruffily or not answer letters without people, without having people attribute these choices to the bad morals, poverty, or illiteracy of my race. What the hell does this mean? It says, I can swear dress scruffily or not answer letters without having people attribute these choices to the bad morals, poverty, or illiteracy of my race. I don't even know what the heck this question is even trying to ask me. Number 12, I can speak in public to a powerful male group without putting my race on trial. I can speak in public to a powerful male group without putting my race on trial. Who puts their race on trial? Who wrote these questions? What, what is going on here? I don't even know how to answer that question. It says, I can do well professionally without being called a credit to my race. I can do well professionally without being called a credit to my race. So I don't think anybody's ever called me a credit to my race, meaning, oh, you're one of the good ones. Oh, you're so smart. Oh, you're making you're making black people proud because you work in tech and you do this. You, like I, that's never happened to me. Now, I know it has happened to uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> when Joe Biden was talking about him before he got elected, where he was like, Oh, Barack Obama, he speaks, he speaks so well. Or was that Hillary Clinton who said that one of them Democrats that was running against uh, Obama during his first term had said something about how well he speaks. So, but that's never happened to me. So we're taking the white privilege test. Everybody, this is the white privilege test. Says, um, I'm never asked to speak for my entire racial group. So I don't think I've ever been asked to speak for my entire racial group either. Like I've never had conversations with people who come up to me. It was like, what do the black people think? G Dizzle. What do the black people think about this issue? Like nobody's ever came up to me and said that to me before ever in any capacity whatsoever, unless it's on YouTube. <laughs> but other than that, nobody, nobody's ever asked me that question or assume that I'm speaking for my entire race or whatever. 15, I can remain oblivious of the language and customs of persons of color without feeling in my own culture any penalty for such oblivion. So I can remain oblivious of the language and customs of people of color without feeling in my own culture any penalty for such oblivion. I think people do that all the time. Like, I don't, I don't know what the heck this, like, who, who wrote these questions, man? This, this is like a weird way to ask a question or put a statement. But um, it seems like people do that all the time. We're all oblivious of other people and other cultures. I mean, I don't walk around here. And let's just say I'm like, I'm around some Hispanics or something like that. It's like, I'm not, I'm not in there like trying to acquisition, you know, what was the word? Uh, try, try to appease them. 
I make them. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say, but this sounds like I don't know what the hell these people. Who put this crap together? It says I can criticize our government and talk about how much I fear its policies and behaviors without being seen as a cultural outsider. So I can criticize our government and talk about how much I fear its policies and behavior without being seen as a cultural outsider. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily about fear, but a lot of people talk about policies and behavior, and I don't really think people are considered cultural outsiders. Well, you know what? I take that back. If you agree with the right or you have more conservative beliefs than the way society is going, you're kind of being outcasted to a certain extent. Because even in this, even in even in their mission statement here, they specifically listed Donald Trump in their mission statement as a as a why racism is running rampant. So I don't think these people are being objective, who whoever put this together. 17. If a police officer stops me, I can be sure I haven't been singled out because of my race. Well, I must have white privilege for sure because every time I've been stopped, it's because I've been speeding. Like, I know I was speeding. I never just got pulled over for not speeding. Like, you know, I, I was speeding. Now, as to whether or not they give me a ticket or not, you know, that, that's, that's another thing. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna rely on my abilities to, uh, you know, use that, that half-white privilege I have to get out of this damn ticket. But nah, but nah I, I can say it's never happened to me. Every single time I've been caught, I've been pulled over because I was speeding. Last time I got pulled over was probably like eight, nine years ago on my motorcycle. I was doing like a hundred, 115 in like a, in like a 30 mile an hour zone. I was supposed to go to jail that day, but I didn't go to jail. He just, he knocked my ticket down saying I was only going like 15 miles over the speed limit. And this was like some country, country white dude out in the country roads of Georgia. Only thing he was missing was a piece of straw in his mouth. 18. I can be pretty sure that if I ask to talk to the person in charge, I will be facing a person of my race. Um, so I guess this is assuming that, you know, if you're a white person taking this test, you're assuming that you're going to be getting uh, met with a white person or whatever. One, I don't think I've ever asked anybody to let me go see, let me go talk to the person in charge. I can't really recall asking that or making that statement to somebody. But um, I guess maybe because I'm coming from a military background, like I spent 13 years in the army. I'm used to seeing all types of different people in charge, <laughs> black people, Hispanic people, white people, male, female. So it's not. It, it was like, you know, I basically I guess when I go to a regular store. And let's just say I asked to see the person in charge because I'm displeased with something. I'm not automatically expecting to see a white person. Like I'm not programmed like that because my military background, I'm quote unquote programmed that I've dealt with so many people that are in positions of authority or the people in charge that are of different races that, you know, if I were to go into like a regular store establishment, I'm not going to be just looking around for the white person or the black person. It's just like whoever the hell is the boss, let me holler at them. 19, I can easily buy books, children, toys, posters, greeting cards, or magazines featuring people of my race. Yeah, I can do that. I used to buy the hell out some King Magazine back in the day, y'all. You know, before Instagram became a thing, King Magazine was that thing, especially when Buffy the Body 
She was all over the magazines back in the day. <sighs> the memories. But yeah, I mean, what, what are we even talking about here? As a child, oh, as a child, I had access to books where the heroes and protagonists were the same race or color as me. Now, uh, I'm trying to think. I will say when I was a kid, I don't think I really read like a whole bunch of Afrocentric books. I do remember seeing them around. They were around, but they weren't like, they weren't like readily available like they are today. I mean, we didn't have Amazon back in the day, obviously. Uh, no, hardly any internet, if any at all. So, you know, you go to a bookstore, you kind of had what you had. So maybe there might be a slight bit of truth to that as it relates to the pre-internet era. But in the age of the internet, you can find whatever you want, man. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of, I, I, matter of fact, I know of some black artists right now who uh, draw comic book style that have created their own um, comic book series. I mean, it's not, obviously it's not on the level of a Marvel or DC, but the stuff is out there. You can find it. 21, I can go home from most meetings of organizations I belong to feeling somewhat tied in rather than isolated, out of place, outnumbered, unheard, held at a distance, or feared. So I can go home from most meetings or organizations I belong to feeling somewhat tied in rather than isolated, out of place, outnumbered, unheard, held at a distance, or feared. I think that's true. At least for me, it is. Like any organization I've ever been a part of, I don't think I've ever felt that way. Maybe I'm unique. Maybe some of y'all felt this way. I I don't I've never I don't know what these people are talking about. So I think I might have white privilege. I may have white privilege, y'all. I don't know. Uh, this test can apply to any country with any racial majority in contrast to a racial minority. Yeah, I imagine so. But what I'm saying is, I wonder how many minorities can take this test and they can answer yes to most of these things because. Basically, depending upon how, what it is, it says if you answer more than uh, 13 yeses out of 26, so if you answer 50% of this yes, you have to consider how white privilege may, pay a role, may play a role in your life. So far, I look like I'm on a path to uh, having, to, having to figure out how white privilege has, paid a, has played a role in my life because I've answered yes to quite a few of these. Um, okay, number 22. I can take a job with an affirmative action. I can take a job with an affirmative action employer without having coworkers suspect that I got it because of race. So I don't think I've ever, I've never had a conversation with somebody or even somebody even remotely look at me. Like, I wonder if he just got the job because of affirmative action. Now there have been times I have wondered, did I get hired because of affirmative action? But then I'm like, I don't even know how I would go about proving if I did or if I didn't. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if I did, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. That's another benefit for me. It is what it is. I'm going to make it go in there and do what it do. Keep them paychecks coming. Uh, 23. I can be sure that the gatekeepers in my life, such as my boss, my local MP. What is MP? My local MP or my landlord are the same color or race as me. Uh, so I think there's going to be a no for most black people because most black people work for white people. I don't know exactly what MP is other than military police. I don't know what that actually means. And then landlords. Well, you can find black folks who have black landlords. I don't think that's a big deal. But there's only but this one over here. 
most black. So this is probably like a 50-50 for most black people. 50% yes, 50% no. Um, I can be sure that if I need legal or medical help, the color of my skin will not work against me. I would say, yeah, um, I don't think I've ever had that happen with me either. I can choose... Wait, I can choose. Oh, I can choose makeup or bandages in flesh color and have them more or less match my skin. Uh, so this was a thing back in the day where obviously we only had like the, the band-aids that match white people's skin. I think nowadays, don't they have like flesh color band-aids? If I'm not mistaken, I haven't cut myself in a while, so I really couldn't tell you. Or don't they just have like invisible band-aids or something or or liquid band-aids. I think there are more options for band-aids. I'm wondering, like, when was this written? Was this written back in the 80s or something? Like, a lot of things have changed. Then the final question, at school and university, I could be sure that most of my teachers were the same color as me. Well, yeah, I went to an HBCU. <laughs> I went to an HBCU, so I can attest to that. Now, if, obviously, if you go to a PWI, a predominantly white institute, you're more than likely going to have majority white teachers there. But then again, you're going to have majority white students there. Hence the reason they're called PWIs, predominantly white institutes. But if you go to an HBCU, it'll be the complete opposite. So anyways, this says uh, if you answered more than 13 yeses out of 20 out of the 26, have you considered that white privilege may play a role in your life? Contact the Museum Detox today and get your personalized White privilege prescription. Okay, so they're handing out prescriptions for white folks. So listen, so this is the white privilege test put on by these people. But I guess I was just reading through it. I was like, yeah, I know this is for white people to test their white privilege. But a lot of this, I bet you a lot of black people can answer yes to this as well. So what does that say about us? Does that say that we're being dominated by white privilege or, you know, we're just living a regular random life that, you know, we probably all go through similar things. Like I keep telling you, we're not living in the 20s. Yes, there's still racism out there. Nobody's ever going to be foolish enough to say that all racism has been eradicated and we're all just living in kumbaya land. Like, that's, that's silly. But I don't think racism is nowhere near as, uh, as uh, I'm not going to say important, nowhere near as, as uh, overt in your face to where it can actually hinder you and stop you like it was back in the day. Like, you know, technology and, you know, it's just a lot of things have changed recently to where this is, what, this is one of the reasons why I talk about racism, especially coming from the black perspective so much, is because I'm like, dude, you're not living in the 50s, 40s, 30s, and beyond, or before that, man. Like, there are just so many things you can do. That, yeah, you might come across some races, but that doesn't mean that you can't go out there and accomplish stuff. Like, I just don't want to hear it. You can accomplish, you can go out there and do damn it whatever you want. So as long as you're willing to put the work in, now you're guaranteed to get the results that you want all the time. No, but you know, you know it's kind of like, kind of like if I go play the lottery, I can play the lottery every single day. I'm putting the work in. That doesn't mean that I'm going to hit the Powerball, but you know, it's kind of, it's kind of along the lines of that. Anyways, I just want to share this. I thought this was a little interesting. See how much white privilege all you Negroes got out there. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the majority of y'all will probably answer yes to about 75% of these questions. So that means either, either you know, 
that means this whole white privilege thing is real or y'all just a bunch of chocolate covered white people out there who knows anyways i just want to share that that's all i got y'all be safe out in the streets peace